Welcome to the Project Esports Podcast for May 7, 2018. I almost forgot the date up right off the bat, but I am going to do better today, and we're going to have a smooth podcast for the first time ever. And as always, my name is Engine Nimsgren. I am your host for the Project Esports Podcast. Alongside me, I have two awesome guys. I have James and Dylan. I mean, uh, for a I think we kind of got through the normal rigmarole. I mean, is there anything we want to touch on? Anything we want to kind of hit up? I mean um james finally stopped eating that's why we've been a couple of minutes late here <laughs> but outside of that i think we're ready just to jump in i mean i think we got a lot of topics tonight so rather than trying to waste a little bit of time in the introduction james let's touch on the 2k league i mean it's finally here yeah um the debut week so there's um there was some mis- there's some mixed things stated about the uh the, the opening week I watched it, I wouldn't say pretty religiously, but I, I did watch it a fair bit uh, during opening week. And I think the most people I saw watching was, I think, around 10K. There was a, like 10K, 10K viewers, which was good. Like, I mean, this is kind of what we projected, especially with something experimental. It did spike depending on like who was playing, depending on like where they were in the draft order and stuff like that. Um, but according to the co- co-commissioner, um, there was uh, on opening day 25, 250,000 unique views. Wow. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's really good. That's I, and now, I mean, when he says unique views, that may not be everybody watching overall, like at the same time. Um, it may have been like you know throughout the day, but uh, yeah, no, that's uh, basically what he he stated this on stream and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna question the validity of it. I'm sure it's true. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a really really fun week. Um, it was really cool seeing these guys um kind of like see the atmosphere that they were creating and stuff like that um for anybody who doesn't know um the 2k league the the way they've set up the arena um in new york is basically they have the 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 two teams basically on either side of a of a circle so they're both they're facing off against each other which is really cool um because you get a lot of in-game trash talk like but, but basically players standing up, chirping the other team, stuff like that. It's really cool because it's this nice, this nice mix of esports and traditional sports. Um, the like the for the, when they were doing group stages, a dude, dude that plays for Cavs Legion by the name of Hood, um, popped right the fuck off. Got 46 points in one game. It was ridiculous. Um, like there is there is some mismatched teams. There are some teams that are going out there and getting absolutely strat, uh, absolutely smashed. Um, but like overall, like I like I mean the commentating was excellent. Um, they were talking about how they wanted to set up the the timeouts and stuff like that for to making it like you know enjoyable as a, as like a viewing experience. But like I had very little issue with it because it wasn't like every two seconds or any shit like that. It was really really good. Um, the uh, the personalities they had on there, the, the some of the player interviews you can tell these guys haven't been through. Uh, they haven't been through like PR training or anything like that. Um, there's, there is some guys you can definitely tell they have a PR background or they have experience doing interviews and stuff like that. But some of them, like, you're just like, Oh buddy, like, you don't, you don't know how to talk to somebody right now, but like overall, like, I think despite the viewership numbers, I think it was a really, really good debut. Like um, for something that wasn't like heavily, it was heavily advertised to an extent, but it wasn't like there wasn't like promoted tweets and shit like that. Like it wasn't stuff like that. So, um, and again, it is hitting a very niche audience. So, um, and finally, the only the major the only major complaint that everybody had, and this seemed to be a group consensus when Group A was playing, is that there was no box scores. There was no box scores anywhere, and nobody could find them. So, like, basically, there was guys in Twitch chat like tracking it and stuff like that, and like posting it. And eventually, during the program, they kind of caught on and were like doing it after games and stuff like that. But if you go like now, they may have updated this, but throughout the week, I was checking the the 2K website, um, and there was like there was like nothing there. There was like there was nothing for the teams, nothing for the league. Um, for anybody who didn't see, um, who didn't get a chance get get a chance to watch the 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 tip off tournament, uh, spoilers alert: the Pacers won. Um, Pacers are a pretty no, it wasn't Pacers. Oh my God, I'm sorry, 76ers. Um, I think. 
Yeah, so it's the 76ers. It was the 76ers, yeah, I know. No, I, 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 Pacers are embedded in my head because they absolutely destroyed Mavs gaming. They have some of the cleanest defense I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, no. And that was another thing, too. Um, I don't – a lot of people think that the, the drafting and, like, where people were ranked in the draft was a little askew. Like, Dimes, did, Dimes, who went first overall, did a really, really good job over the weekend. He really did. And I think some of the lack of uh, success from Mavs was just because of lack of synergy because um, uh, JLB only came over from Germany. They had, like, one day to scrim together and stuff like that. Like, so there was some synergy issues, aside from guys that were over here, um, like, you know, the whole time, right? They could, they could scrimmage and practice whenever they wanted. Um, but, like... There is there is some miscons like some inconsistencies with that with how they basically did the draft. Now I mean that is that's that's true in any sport, but um, you yeah, know it may, it definitely made it interesting. It definitely um, like chat was popping off. It was it was it was really really good. Um, I didn't get a chance to see Bucks gaming play at all, unfortunately, Andrew. I didn't get to I didn't get a chance to tune in while they were playing. I watched a little bit. Um, I really, I didn't watch near as much of the two K league as. I really wanted to. I watched some of it. I really, I saw the final game, but for whatever reason, I got really into the Overwatch League. I didn't miss a single match in Overwatch League. There you go. Which seems to be the odd man out because that number is kind of dropping viewership over there. But hmm. what, what I did watch of the two, uh, 2K League is it need it's definitely got some work to go. It but does. I yeah. don't think it's doomed. I think that everything that needs to be fixed can be. Fixed. Yeah. I mean. I think the gameplay was pretty smooth. It, there was no problems there. I mean, I was pretty entertained by the casters and everything like that. Oh, I mean, the I, casters, they, were, they may have been the best part was, like, the casters. And, like, yeah. again, like, the overall personalities of the league itself, right? Yeah. Like, so everything that way seemed great so far. I didn't really have too many things. Yeah. I mean, this, the stats, like, that. sometimes that the uh, Overwatch League and stuff kind of does like that. That's another league I'm really comparing to. I know we've talked about that last week. The difference is there. But I think... The NBA league can still take a step up in production level, but Probably. the core gameplay, the casters, all of the core elements, I'm really happy with so far. I think over time, I don't know if the viewership's going to spike, but I think it's going to have that good solid base, at least for year one, ideally. And then yeah. next year, they may take that big step and really kind of bring out the 2.0 version. Excuse me. Yeah. And I really agree. Stepping up to the next level, and this is just kind of experimental year. But everything so far that I've seen, I've been really happy with. And I mean, I'm going to watch more, which is always a good sign that when you go and watch the first week, it at least makes me curious to watch more. Yeah, and the nice part is too is as basically we're talking about this, and we're talking about the things they need to change and they need to implement. You go to the 2K site now. It looks nice. It's got basically they're building all the player profiles. They're doing all the box scores and stuff like that. Like either they were just a little slow in the draw and trying to get the trying to get the ball rolling, or they were listening to the fans and seeing what like what they wanted. I know, I know. I think box score was the big one that they actively said like, "Hey, we're working on this. We're trying to roll everything out at once." But the now now the interface is really really clean. Um, it's set up similar to the Overwatch League where you have the list of teams over at the top. Um, similar to like um like. ESPN or something like that, you know what I mean, where you have yeah. like basically all your all your teams listed. Um, you can go to specific players and stuff like that. You can sort it alphabetically, um, all the good stuff. Um, one thing I did enjoy though was basically the, the the commentators did a really good job adjusting to all these different names that the players had and stuff like that. Like some of these guys have like, I mean they're like God of 2K and stuff like that, right? Like God of 2K <laughs> is like a, like a pretty noteworthy player. Um, but there is one guy who plays for, I believe it's the Grizzlies, um, uh, authentic, authentic African. And, uh, it was, okay, it's not the Grizzlies. But, he, like, yeah, I remember watching him, and they were resorting to calling him, like, uh, AA or, like, double A and stuff like that. Just because, like, you gotta, like, I mean, you got to watch some shit, right? Yeah. So, but, no, over, like, overall, man, like, I, it was a really pleasurable, joint, like, viewing experience. I really liked it. Yeah. I know you don't have too much to say, uh, Dylan. You didn't really get a chance to watch it, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how big of a NBA fan or anything you are, but I think it's, it's at least worth checking out once if you're interested in esports. I'd say. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not going to be for everyone. It definitely has a long way to go. But even any of the listeners, I at least recommend going and watching it at least once and just kind of giving it a try because it, I don't think it has the same problem that the Overwatch League. A lot of people turn it away because they can't understand what's going on in the viewing 
experience isn't good. Well, the NBA League doesn't have any of that. So if you're just an esports fan, anyone can kind of jump in and understand if you understand the basic concepts of basketball. So it's not yeah. going to be for everyone. Am I going to be following it like I follow the Overwatch League? Probably not. But if I'm not, if nothing else is on, I will go on and watch a game here and there. I know that for a fact. And see, like maybe just where it's been like such a big focal point of like my recent interest and stuff like that. I'm I plan on following it pretty religiously. Like I, uh, yeah, I think it's just because I'm invested now. Um, but yeah, no, it's and it's it's really it's really easy to get into. And the, the nice part is too, is that it does this great thing that we don't see in a lot of tr- like big esports like League and Overwatch, where you get to see the personalities, you get to see the players, and you get to see them talk. And like they're yelling at each other like mid game and stuff like that. Like you can hear them while the commentators are going you can hear them in the background and it's awesome because it gets this energy going and stuff like that and you know you, you like again you have like mid-game shit talk because again they're like looking at each other right which is great like i mean like we've oh, we talked yeah. about this we've talked about like wanting to have more sports like uh, you know like uh like like feuds and stuff like that right well now we're getting it right so it's awesome um so th- that's one thing i think it has an advantage of over other stuff because people want to see personality they want to see they you know they want to see the shit the nice part is too like like the 2k league is totally okay with this you know what i mean like they're not they're they're like almost i wouldn't say they're encouraging it but the commentators are loving it they're hyping it up it's great um like like as i mentioned previously with hood like hood was doing hood was doing like uh the hotline bling like in 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 like in the studio after he's just styling on the other team right so i mean like it's awesome right um, so, you know, I think if, I think if anything, watch it for that, watch it for the, the change of pace, which, yeah. I, which I think is great. Do you know when the next game of games are on? Um, they are starting up because the regular season just started of, um, we are looking at May 11th. Okay. So, May 11th. So yeah. So yeah. anyone interested that didn't catch this weekend, definitely go and check it on May 11th. Twitch to, uh, TV slash 2K league, right? Yeah. 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 So at least I'll give it a try. That's the least I could say. I didn't watch a ton of it, but. That's the least I can recommend. And James obviously is going to be the other side of that spectrum. I'm the middle guy. Give it a shot. I mean, what, what do you have to lose? Watch for half an hour. Watch one game and kind of give your own opinions about it. Let us know what you think about it and what kind of future you see for it. Yeah. Final point in, in regards to that is that the games are very quick um, because it's six-minute periods uh, or six-minute quarters um, that, it, 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 like, you, you don't have to feel heavily invested. You're not sitting down for this best of three or anything like that. You're sitting down. And you can very quickly jump in and out of the teams that you want to watch and stuff like that. And on a final closing note, Bucks play the 76ers uh, starting starting season opener. So, Andrew, I hope you I hope you watch that. I'm used to the Bucks disappointing. <laughs> I mean, oh, man, I love sad. them. I go to every game. I'm going to be at opening game for the new stadium last year, but at this point, I'm used to them disappointing. And now <laughs> I'm just going to get take shit from Dylan too, which is not going to make it any better. Hell yeah! Oh, uh, uh, buddy. I so yeah, that's the 2K league for us. So Dylan, let's talk about something you actually watched and kind of know a little bit more about this weekend. So what do you got for us? Uh, so yeah, Tespa, who is doing really, really great collegiate esports tournaments, just had an Overwatch tournament. Uh, so just a little bit of background, because I think this is kind of interesting. Most collegiate tournaments used to be ran by CSL, which is the Collegiate Star League. That was like the place to go for like StarCraft. Um, I know, like, I played in there, and it was such a good time, and they have a really good organization, but TESPA is, like, kind of linked with Blizzard, sort of. Um, So they are a part of Blizzard, but they're kind of like a subsidiary, sort of. But they still have, like, the Blizzard-like shadow over them. And so what that means is that means no other organization can run Blizzard game tournaments for the collegiate scene but them. So they, have, they so they have like exclusive rights pretty much. Yeah, so they're they're flex on everyone else, which really sucked for CSL because like CSL was doing like really great tournaments for StarCraft and stuff like that, and then they were like, nope, sorry, you can't do that anymore, CSL. And then so now CSL basically thrives off of Dota only, um, for the most part. Um, they do some other stuff that's really good, but like Dota is like one of their really big things. Um, so anyway, uh, they had their Overwatch tournament. Um, and it was really sick because, like, it was, like, the wrapping up of, like, this school year's, like, league uh, going into the summer. And they hit the top 64. And they played most of it in one day. So they did, they did 64, 32, 16, and 8 all in one day. God. 
all oh, in one that's day. Exhausting. And they did it in California time, so they're like, oh, 930 is a decent starting time in California. Yeah, and so that was pretty rough for a lot of teams. Um, but yeah, they were just like grinding through games. Um, and they, they played all the way into like late at night. Um, Penn State got knocked out in 16. Yeah, they got knocked out in 16. Um, which not is bad. Not, not too bad because like they, they aren't known to be like a super good team for Overwatch. Um, there's definitely much, much better collegiate schools for Overwatch, but they did really well. And I believe North Carolina University went against like university in north carolina it was wild i've never heard of these universities and like for some reason they just like won like it was it was super bizarre um i don't know if i was just like looking at the wrong bracket but like that's what it it seemed like um and it's it's weird because like uh i know like rutgers and stuff has like pretty decent yeah they have like a really solid overwatch team so i don't know what like what i don't know what happened with any of that but um (laughs) Um, what was really cool about this too is it it was like very open to how many teams you submitted to. So it's very similar to the Hearthstone tournament of where it was more like people from the universities were just signing up. Um, so some of them are associated with like larger organizations. So like people have like really uh, structured things like probably like UCI. They probably fielded a team. Um, but there was probably people at UCI who just like came together and formed their own team. Maybe they weren't even a part of like their school's esports thing they just wanted to play um but they they could do that um on their like uh like their team profile they're not the official team of that school but they're still under that school which is really cool um but yeah so i believe that's it for this season um and i'm pretty sure they have a summer league too because since overwatch came out uh tesp has been just running summer leagues for um basically for all the games for all the blizzard games which is really cool because like I know a lot of students really don't have that much to do during the summer. They're just hanging out. And this is like the perfect time to have like a summer league because like it, it, it they're able to commit a lot more time to it um, than they would during the school year. I mean, some people are off doing internships and stuff, but like I know a lot of students really like to have that time of like really like dig deep into like practicing and trying to get really good and stuff. So you had a lot of students who are like, you know, at their like peak during this time because they're not studying or anything yeah um but yeah so that's that's what happened with tespa overwatch um tournament for the collegiate scene it was it was good and once again i can't seem to find any of my teams that are going to beat yours because i saw the madison badgers were down there they lost in the round of 128 <laughs> oh boy. one day i will find a team that is going to beat a philadelphia team or a pennsylvania team but today is clearly not one of them but one of these yeah, days. That, that, okay, so just looking at the website now, that bracket is totally right. University of this North Carolina in North, North Carolina State University. Yeah, like, I, first of all, I've never seen them have anything to deal with, like, like collegiate esports. Like, I didn't even realize the South had, like, really decent teams besides, like, the Texas schools. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Carolina's but, popping off, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> And it was a sweep too. That's the crazy part. Like it was a three zero. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like these. There are some really good players who go into this. It's like it's not like you're fielding like a bunch of like bad players or anything. So like this is that was like a really high level game. Would you say it like compares to like the contenders level? Is that was that kind of? I mean, that's a that's a little bit tough. Um, actually, okay. I think I think I keep referencing the interview you you did a couple weeks ago. Um, but I really liked it, and like you guys hit on a lot of really interesting things. And you were talking about the amateur league, uh, the amateur like League of Legends scene, and like the yeah. collegiate League of Legends scene, and how like the the amateurs still like always beat the collegiate players. And I think that still applies here too. So I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say like maybe the best teams could maybe field like a contender team, but like it's still not there like one is like the infrastructure is not always there sometimes it's just like you know some some really good players just like jive well with each other and then they yeah. just end up going far like it, it's it's hard to say without actually putting them up against each other but i mean i mean they may maybe the best could compete with the lowest okay fair enough okay that's a fair comparison well, finishing up the test overwatch um i'm actually going to move into the esports academic conference 
it's kind of college related, so it's a little out of my bubble. This is usually something Dylan would kind of bring up, but I kind of found this and I was kind of really curious about it. So coming from um, the University of California, California Irvine, um, they're going to be hosting the first annual esports conference. So it's just called the esports conference from October 11th to October 12th. So just two days. But it's just kind of something that I found to really be different. I mean, obviously, there are esports are at E3. Like you see them at all packs, you see them at all these different events. But as far as I know, this is kind of the first large level kind of esports conference that's focusing purely on that. Have either one of you heard of anything, at least in the United States, kind of focused around that? I mean, Canada, we don't have shit all, man. So, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, I got, I got nothing. So. Um, so I haven't seen anything that's purely esports focused. Um, that's why I think it's super interesting about this is because it's just looking at, like, esports in an academic kind of lens. Yeah. And I haven't – I've seen, like, at PAX and stuff, they have panels, like, that relate to esports, but nothing that's, like – here's a conference for esports and the academics behind it and this is for information and like come here for that like i've never seen that before yeah so first off the website is u-c-i-e-s-c so that's university of california irvine esports conference and you can go on there and so they're saying we invite submissions for scholars studying esports collegiate esports practitioners and leadership creatives engaged in the esports uh fan space which would be us oh jesus um, to this two-day conference and festival. Conference highlights include keynotes by leaders in both academic and industry, interactive workshops on esports research, inclusion, team management, individuals, um, and symposia presentation sessions, big debates about crucial aspects in esports, hands-on gameplay in the esports arena, both days, a cosplay costume competition, social networking, turkey talking with colleagues, and so much more, and a signature outdoor festival with vendors, booths, booze and a live esports match it's not a fucking so, esports thing if there isn't cosplay holy fuck come on boys so, okay so I, that's, that's a, something i think is a little bit weird in the stand out thing here is yeah. like it's really cool like you're having like an academic conference and stuff and like oh yeah you can watch the matches there that makes sense cosplay oh hey sure hey sneaky i didn't fucking see it you know like i mean <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine the keynote speaker being dressed up as fucking Soraka or something like that. My God, man! I, I, but I, I, it's esports, though. I mean, don't you think? I mean, you can't. Can you host a video game conference without cosplay at this point? Yes, yes absolutely. Yes, oh can. my God, we are I'm not. So, we we are so people will want it. Yeah, you think exactly. people? No one will call for it, though. No. I, I think it's such a niche market, man. Expect so uh, with a with a con, um, or with like you know something that isn't an academic setting you can totally do it but this is supposed to be like this is shit that isn't supposed to involve that okay. at all so how what my guess is is that i'm not dissing this in any way the only reason it's called an academic conference is so that the university would get behind it and help pay for it Probably. i think that's, yeah, that's the start up is that they're having games they're saying that the outdoor festival they had booze in the description of was the it thing. actually they actually spelled booze B O O Z E. Oh Jesus! So Wait, booze? yeah, so like, like booze. Yeah. So here, I you guys kind of are there. SoCal Sunsets in a signature evening outdoor festival with vendor booth, booze in a live esports match. So yes, there's going to be some research behind it, but I think as much as it's just an esports centered conference, the similar of PAX, the similar of E3. I mean, none, nothing on that level. But I think that's what it's going to be, just for esports specifically. So yes, I get the academic, but at the same time, if they're trying to be the esports packs, I think that's why they're pushing the cosplay. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I understand really... that when you say academic, <sighs> they shouldn't be, but I don't think that's what they're really going for. That's just how they're getting the money for. I'm I'm ready to like some somehow, right? I, I like Andrew, you're gonna go there, right? You're you're gonna have to present on something, right? You're gonna show up. You're gonna build all these bridges, burn them down with go. the booze. I wanna go so bad. <laughs> burn them down. Just get, just get like, just get way too drunk and just start popping off about a ton of stuff. Try and fight somebody. Like <laughs> the manager. You make, you of the make it sound like I need team. booze to fight someone. <laughs> go fight him, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Man. So, first off, I don't know how, but it says creatives involved in the esports industry. I'm finding a way to get us in this conference. 
You, I don't care what I have to do. You're the closest. I can't. We're going to this so, conference. So I actually looked into it um, because I think I'm also going to submit another um, proposal as well um, for like collegiate esports um, with someone yeah. else as well. So like the way to do it, it's super, super easy is you just have to submit an abstract, which I think is like yep. a two to 500 word thing. Just basically saying what you want to do. Um, I would assume probably panels like the easiest to kind of describe unless you're presenting on a topic. Right. Okay. So yeah, because then you get to go down there, you get to present and act like you have to know what the fuck you're doing. But then also you can do the guerrilla marketing, just carrying around the business cards, the t-shirts and just repping project esports at the same time. So October 11th to 12th, that's on a weekend. I'll fly down to California for a weekend. Are you kidding me? The only thing to note, it's a Thursday, Friday. I just saw Are that. you kidding me? I don't no, know why. That is so weird, right? That is bizarre. I don't have Friday. I, I'll skip classes. Are you kidding me? I will I'll skip classes? classes? Well, no, you tell them you're going to an academic conference. You're presenting at Oh, my God. I, can get, I bet you yeah. I, You make a good point. This can work twofold. Us so blaming them I for like, putting an academic in there. My panel, if I, if I do esports marketing, if I can make up some bullshit on esports marketing, I could probably get credit for my university for attending. Clip, clip it, Twitch chat. How big? Wait, how big is your university? Is it a bigger uh, university? About twelve thousand people. I was gonna say, what if, right? What if you go to university? What if they fly me out? There? Yeah, I was like, you just tell them you're presenting at an academic conference and say that, like, you'll put like in your title, like, um, like. Oh my god! One of my professors actually plays League of Legends and talks about it in class all the time. So I could get her to be my chaperone and we fly out there for the weekend and make this happen. Oh my god. I'm making this happen, boys. I am going to call California and I'm gonna live stream the entire thing and oh. just make you hate yourself, James, that you can't be out there with me. I, I yeah. I'll be I will probably be on a back shift on a fucking ambulance, hating my life, staring at my phone. <laughs> so I got I got what? I think submissions are submissions due in twenty five days, so I got twenty five days to pull some bullshit together. Mm-hmm. 24 days. Okay, I can make this happen. Andrew's Great Bamboozle 2018. I love it. Hey, I'll halfway know what I'm talking about. So I just have to have the proposal now. I don't have to have the knowledge until October. I just have to have the two. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> so I just got to be able to learn as much as I can in three months. I I've mean, never seen somebody like... know from this season. I'm fine. I'm golden, boys. Oh my god. I've never seen somebody like come up with a more concise bullshit plan. No, this, this is a business major. This is what a business major this looks is, like. This is a business major, exactly, hey, yeah. I like free shit, I like traveling, and I like esports. This is this is the dream. Fucking Christ. Okay, so yeah, so this would be curious. Like, I don't know. I'm going to try to find a way, at least get us something in there. I think I'd love to go out there, actually, even if I'm not in it. Just kind of go out there and experience whatever. It's esports, it's it's so it, would, it would it would be nice to see it in it like again like yes i know like there's going to be non-academic elements but i mean still seeing like that academic like setting an atmosphere to it you know what i mean that it's not from like a pure entertainment standpoint you know what i mean like yeah, people are trying to develop ground, yeah. it yeah exactly right so i think that's definitely an interesting angle so i will keep everyone updated on my great bamboozle of 2018 um but until then i'm gonna jump over talking about fortnite marvel doing this kind of out of nowhere crossover. So literally today, they just tweeted out a picture on Twitter saying that there's going to be a crossover between Marvel and Fortnite tomorrow and that all that was on the picture is Thanos holding the Infinity Gauntlet, Snap in the background, and then the level 100 skin for Fortnite. That's all they said. And then a couple hours later, they put out kind of more details behind it and are saying that it's going to be a limited time game mode where it's going to be the same... One versus 99, well, or 100 versus all, or whatever, however you want to describe it. Normal battle royale. But at some point during the game, the Infinity Gauntlet is going to appear on the map for everyone, and everyone goes and fights for it. And then once you get it, you have the powers of Thanos. And you, like, turn into Thanos. I don't know if it's skin change or something like that, but you are Thanos when you take that over. And then it's bad normal battle royale from there. So I want to touch off, first off, I hope this, okay, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen Infinity yeah, War. If you're watching territory. this, you should have seen Infinity. You haven't seen Infinity War? Oh. So I think half the people are going to die. The second someone gets a gauntlet, half the people die. Well, that's my prediction. You can put it back on. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's just going to be super OP, something like that. I'd be curious to kind of see what that is. What I want to talk about more is why I think Fortnite is doing so well and why I'm believing more and more in some kind of esports league is that they are capitalizing 
on trends so well. I mean, yeah. name something fact, that is hotter than Infinity War right now. I mean, yeah. that is still all that the media talks about between numbers, between spoilers. Social media still goes on about it. And what, a week and a half, two weeks after the movie's been released, they're already doing a crossover event, the first one of any kind. And in the Infinity War reached out to Fortnite about it. Yeah, that is how big Fortnite is. Was I didn't know that. Who did because I, they yeah, played they're Fortnite big fans of Fortnite, and they wanted a crossover. I, I was see that was gonna be my next angle was like Ninja pitched it. Ninja pitched it 100. percent But if they reached out to them, like holy fuck, like that's crazy. So first off, they can make it. I mean, it may not have happened just two weeks ago that it kind of started happening. It may have been a little longer ago, but nonetheless, it has been a very short time frame since it has kind of probably came from idea to fruition. And they're capitalizing on that. And if they continue to do this, I don't think anything can stop Fortnite. Either. Not anytime soon. No. Not like as a video game. Not so much as an no, eSport, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah, this and is, I'm like, talking about that. I mean, I, it's hard bringing up. I mean, Fortnite isn't an eSport or anything kind of like that. But we talked yeah. about it enough that I feel like this was fitting to kind of bring on there. But no, I was no, talking no, about I'm... the trend, the crazy phenomenon that is Fortnite. Well, yeah. And like, yeah. And like, it just shows how how like how gripping like certain video games can be and stuff like that right so i mean like uh again like we're still we're still kind of sitting like did they did they announce a fortnite league have they have we gotten to there yet i know nothing official nothing official okay yeah i mean have all the little extra stuff and stuff like that but nothing fortnite official yeah i mean like it's at like after shit like this like this would be kind of the time to do it because you're you're drawing in all the like you know all the infinity war hype Plus your yeah. giant ass fan base, which according to t- Twitch, uh, like Twitch numbers, is actually declining, right? So, um, yeah, viewership wise. But like, I mean, again, like that's kind of, I don't know, it's declining, but it's still sitting like heavily at the top. Like it's out, it's kicking League of Legends ass right now. So yeah, and if anything, I guess uh, Dylan, I know we kind of had that later on the list, but I think that's something we kind of just rope into this next when you kind of have a point. But yeah, I mean. What okay, so now that we kinda of have that, what other crossovers do you think we could see coming or do you want to see? Even if it's crazy out of the left field. What's one big crossover you'd love to see? Uh StarCraft cross in a live game. Okay. No, yeah, uh Fort, yeah, Fortnite and a crossover. Wait, was that for me or was that for him? Either one of you. Other than Fortnite and a crossover? Or Fortnite and a crossover, like I, yeah. I guess neither. Well, I mean, you both play a little bit of Fortnite. I guess neither one of you. I'm I, really into it. I, I don't play any Fortnite. I haven't. I haven't fucking picked up the game. Which I haven't you, touched it. You need to give it a try. I think. I think. <sighs> don't. You, I know you don't have don't, time, but I yeah. Well, like I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's like battle royale has never been never been my thing. Like so, I don't know. And let's just say, like, even even this cross like i wouldn't have expected that and them setting up in the way they are you know what i mean i can understand skins and shit like that but actually making like a game type and stuff like that like that's kind of it's hard to predict so yeah. and, and to carry that over into another game and like incorporating a game type that amalgamates with a crossover like i don't it's it's yeah, really it's you know what i mean like it's really it's really hard to kind of like force like like put a like an idea in your head and stuff like that i don't know i would like to go ahead uh fortnite cross tony hawk Oh baby. Okay. Let me let me run around as Bucky Lassa and fuck people up, man. I'd be stoked. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to see Deadpool. I would love to see some kind of crestle. I know that's hard, but I just think the humor and kind of the marketing that they do, that they are such that kind of thing. I don't know how it do it. I think it'd be more of a marketing piece than anything in game. But anything that Deadpool puts out marketing related, I think is the funniest fucking thing out there. So like like yeah, for like Deadpool's first movie, like he they like they did a Tinder promotion. Like that's like that's yeah. like their mar- their marketing team is pretty like they're pretty heads up, right? So like that's definitely something I, like you could definitely see. I would like to see somebody one of the fucking games do something very obvious and pick up on one of the one of the very many like huge animes right now. I think it's very doable and it's a very like it's a very integrated market. Either like My Hero Academia, Darling in the Franks, stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think it's like it's kind of a no brainer because your market like is like layered right so yeah. i mean anybody who's playing your game is going to play it even more now because they want to be a part of this and shit like that so i think it's i think it's kind of untapped i think a lot but i mean i'm sure there's i'm sure there's like you know copyright 
stuff that it, it, it and like not only that but probably language barriers as well but what anyway. brand wouldn't want to be affiliated with fortnite right now yeah that's, i mean that's... can you think of anything right now that would not want to be i mean other than the gaming industry obviously there's some brands but like i could even say professional like what does the cleveland cavaliers have to lose by allowing a character in game to have a jersey on that says a clad cavalier yeah, like exactly. is there anyone that has anything to lose by partnering with fortnite right now no, I think it's 100% profitable. Besides PUBG? Besides PUBG, yeah. See, that's the PUBG. official PUBG skin into uh, Fortnite. That'd piss them off. That'd be oh, really yeah. funny. That would be funny, yeah. It'd be like a knockoff or something like that. It's just, yeah. There's a shirt that says chicken dinner or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, I pay, so I pay 20 bucks for that. Just to pay <laughs> I'd pay 20 bucks. Around, <laughs> that'd be... I'd be all over that. But. Yeah, give me give me some fucking Naruto and PUBG crossover. Give me that. I'd 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 pick up pub I'd pick up PUBG if I got that. Oh, I can't give a shit about either well, one. Let me let me run around a Sasuke Uchiha and just fuck people up. I love it. Wait, where's my headband? Right. <laughs> Every time it comes up, okay, Dylan. Before he gets his headband, we need to move on quick. Uh, so tell us. Let's jump over to Twitch content. Let's talk some numbers. So, uh, for the week of April twenty third to 29th, Fortnite had 26.7 million hours watched in that one week. And just to put it in context, League of Legends had 13.6 million. That's half. Yikes. They, so Fortnite had double the second highest um, amount of hours watched, which is insane because like people are watching. And that's during finals week too for League of Legends. Yeah. That is at the peak of League of Legends outside of MSI and Worlds. They still can't even get close to Fortnite. Like, it's it's insane because, like, people are just, like, this means that people are just watching it. Like, just, yeah. just watching it in an insane amount. And, like, yeah, so, like, peak concurrent, right? Um, league and the finals could definitely do that. But, like, the finals aren't that long compared to a constant amount of people just watching Fortnite. And not only just, like, regular people watching Fortnite – I think where the where the super high amount of numbers comes from is kids coming home from school. You know, you come from come home from high school or whatever. You sit down, you pop open a Fortnite stream, and you're doing your homework. You're hanging out, and then you know what? Um, towards the end of the night, you might turn it off and then pop in some games and stuff. But like, I guarantee you, that's where those hours are coming from. That because that's oh, yeah. that's a constant amount of hours every single day. By millions and millions of people. Yeah, that's. I like, mean, I sit in the back of the class in most of my classes. I guarantee you, at least two people in every single one of my classes are watching a Fortnite stream, at least, and that's not including myself. So, <laughs> um, broke myself so into it, that. So I mean, it, it it really is ridiculous that yeah. I'm even. I'll come home and throw on a stream, and if I'm going to watch anything, if the Overwatch League isn't on, I'm throwing on a random Fortnite streamer. I don't watch Ninja. I don't watch. I watch Doctor Lupo sometimes. But I just enjoy throwing out random Fortnite streamers at this point. If I can't play, that I just love watching any kind of Fortnite content because you, I, you don't watch you don't watch Ninja. You play Fortnite. And you don't that, like. I mean, I watch some of the stuff, but like, I don't know. I, I enjoy the other. I enjoy smaller streamers. I always have. I always love going kind of smaller guys, especially streaming some. Like you know how big it is for the smaller people. But but the thing is that anyone can make Fortnite entertaining. How the gameplay goes. How you can react. The stupid shit you can do in game is that's just another thing that anyone can really make entertaining too, which is why I think Fortnite continues to have these numbers. Is that you can watch someone that's not as skilled but still be just as entertained. While with League of Legends or something such like that, like it, requires, it requires a lot more on these big moments and such stuff, stuff as that, yeah. or these ballsy plays that usually only see the pros do. In in Fortnite, anyone can hit that 300 meter headshot yeah, and do this fucking stupid dance afterwards or make these edits and stuff like that so it's just the shareability is just what is fortnite's greatest thing is that everyone can share easily and wants yeah speaking of which um i just to kind of touch over into uh collegiate sports a little bit encompassing fortnite i don't know if you, I, anybody saw on my twitter but i shared this a little while ago um the oregon ducks during their uh spring games one of the one of the guys is td celebration was the uh was the the l dance like so i mean like yeah god love it man i i love i love that shit it looks so funny so i mean like but it's i dude it's fucking viral like there's no there's no better way of putting it right now it's viral but i guess what i want to kind of touch on when i saw this too is being the big overwatch guy is that that's really far down the list 
I mean, we're sitting at 6.2 million hours of Overwatch watch. Well, yeah, that's a lot. I'm not trying to take away from anything. I mean, you have God of War, Hearthstone, IRL, Dota 2, PUBG, League of Legends, Fortnite, all those above it. And I just, are we, is the Overwatch League going to ever be the size of the NALC? It depends. So I, I don't know how many... Um, I don't know how many games go on, but like, I think the biggest thing holding back the numbers of Overwatch League is there is so many games. Yeah, like, that's true. That's like one thing that like actually is a reason why I don't watch as much is because it's so overwhelming. There's just so many games. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like Friday night, right? It's like Friday night, got Overwatch League, got the games on. I hope my team is playing, but if not, you know, I'll just tune in and watch them all. But it's like, hey, how many t- days a week? Is it three or four days a week? Oh, three, y'all. Uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah four it's days like... a week, and there's three matches. Oh, my God, that's so I love, many games. I eat the shit up. Well, see, but that's just it. Like, you are a niche fan base, right? And, I, okay, and, and, like, niche is, like, niche, I think, is a little too small. But, I mean, it's not the vast amount of fan base. I'm the hardcore audience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the LCS itself shapes itself around and this has been a common debate topic on like um the the League of Legends Reddit and stuff like that is uh, LCS is the same time every weekend. And it's Thursday it's either and this is the thing too is they don't overlap each other. EU LCS is Thursday, Friday, NALCS Saturday, Sunday. So isn't that the same thing, though? Isn't there four days of games a week for... Yes, yes, there is, but they're not in the same league. So I guess. So, I mean, so for, yeah. like, so it, this is just it. It appeals to the hardcore audience, and it appeals to the casual audience. Audience Because I, somebody like me, I can sit there for the whole fucking weekend and love my life because I'm watching the Europeans two days, the and then North America, like, the other two days. But if you're just, again, if you're only in Europe and you only want to watch your league and you want nothing to do with anything else, you're not committing a shit ton of time. You're committing two days, and they're all best of ones now. So, I mean, like, and this is just it. Like, the LCS shapes themselves around the viewership because they know what, like, what people like. They saw a huge drop when they were doing best of threes and they were doing the double stream because that's what they they were doing, right? So it wasn't too overwhelming. Now, this is the problem with that was is that guys like you and me, Andrew, who like like when we like our competitive esports, we want to sit down and watch it all. We're stuck watching two fucking streams on two different monitors just to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to lose it on one match. Because I mean, yeah. everybody's got biases, right? So you want to watch one team or the other. Um, so this is just it. But with Overwatch, if you want to watch all the games in the same league, you're that's a fucking four day endeavor, and that is a lot, right? Yeah. But yeah, and I get that. I guess yeah. So uh, Kyle the Banhammer O W, whatever he wants to go by in the chat. It's Chris, that's Chris. Oh my okay. god. Okay. <laughs> the same. Make it easy and just put your name when you use the name. Like we don't need these. We don't need these hidden agendas over here. Um. So he yeah. So he didn't say that. They're both kind of hovering around that 100 to 150 mark. But so I guess maybe not the leagues being the comparison, but. I guess a bigger question is, is Overwatch dying? Is the interest in Overwatch going to lose? No, no. So why do you see such a big difference? Why do you see 13 million hours watched of League of Legends content? So that's not just the LCS versus 6 million in Overwatch. And if you go and watch Overwatch channels, like, let me, I'm going to go look right now what the number one Overwatch channel is right now. So first off, it is, okay, the fifth biggest game. And the number one channel has eight thousand people on, it, and that's that's XQC, of course. Of course, yeah. But this is so. I think this is. There's a couple things to this. Um, so Fortnite, I think, is an outlier because of its popularity and how much it's blowing up. So I don't think it's fair to to rack it up to Fortnite. Because, and I'm not trying to. I know Fortnite. Yeah, no, no, no. But, 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 but using League of Legends, I guess, as a comparison, or Dota, for example, um, is that Overwatch. And on a streamer level, hasn't been around that long. There hasn't been enough things like I mean, in comp- like think about it. In comparison to League of Legends, in comparison to League of Legends, in comparison to Dota, Dota's been around since fucking Warcraft three. So you, like I mean, yeah, but what do you think that mean? There'd be more streamers since it's a newer no, game. There's less because, competition because people either don't know how to get into it, they don't know how to entertain, and they the the they probably don't know 
if it's like how to do it, you know what I mean? So, and like everybody, everybody who plays league or a, a, a vast portion watches a league streamer, right? Because that's where you learn. That's where you do this shit, right? But where you have all the pros, you have so many pros, so many pros encompassed in the Overwatch League that plays pretty much the whole year round. Who the fuck are you going to watch? You know, because all the amateurs and all the pros are all tied up. And as we've discussed before, their their practice schedules are fucking, like, crazy, right? So, like, like that's just it. So, you only have, like, kind of, like, lower shitty tier streamers. And, like, not to bash anybody who streams Overwatch. But you're not going to be good as a pro. Look at League of Legends. League of Legends, a lot of the big streamers are ex-pros. They're yeah. ex-pros. And they've been around for ages. I'm a cutie pie, ex-pro. Shifter, ex-pro. I will dominate X pro. You know what I mean? Like, and these guys are guys who bring in big numbers, right? Um, or they're ridiculous personalities like gross score or fucking Tobias fate or something like that. But they've had so much time to build up that personality, build up that notoriety. And that's where you see your viewership. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same thing with Dota. I don't watch Dota streams, but I'm sure it's the same way. I think the comparison can kind of be made the same. So um, I have a different lens to look at it through. Um, so I'm not disagreeing with anything that you say, James, but this is the way that I view it. Um, I just inherently think Overwatch is bad for streaming. I do not think it's a good game to stream. I think even spectating it, like, Overwatch League is pulling out, like, miracles on making a good spectator sport. Um, because, like, it is so hard to do FPSs right for watching it. Um, Counter-Strike is a little bit different because, like, you have, like, like, the views you can do in there in the free cam. It looks really good and stuff. But for Overwatch League, think of how it looks to play, right? You pop into a game, you're jumping around, you're shooting and stuff, like everything is going really fast, like that's cool and stuff, StarCraft streams, that's how it looked. But conversely, if you look at like League of Legends, for example, you're queuing into games. If you're good, you have long ass queue times. What are you yeah. doing during the other times? You're like playing like little mini games, like you're playing a playing side Osu. game. Yeah, you're playing Osu, you're laughing. That's you're like having, Osu you're having fun. You're having fun with chat and stuff. And then you pop in the game, you're like, all right, guys, let's go. It's draft. The draft is fun. Like you're memeing and draft and stuff. You get into the game. Up until like you even get into lane, you're just like hang out, you're memeing and stuff. And even the beginning part of laning, you're like kind of like laughing and joking around. You can be a little bit easy. And then it's like, okay, like around like first blood or whatever, like. You're like, okay, now they get serious. And then, yep. like, you have an entertaining game from that point. And the big thing with streaming, and this is exactly why Fortnite is doing so well, is that streams are almost 100% dictated by personalities. Now, we might be um, the outliers of this, of where we just want to see esports, we want to see, see high-level gameplay like James. Like, James just wants to go in, he wants to watch all the professional and amateur league that he can possibly, like, contain his eyes before they fall out but the vast majority of people actually don't really care about that too much they want the personalities when they go and watch like competitive gaming they do care about watching high level games but they also want to see like xqc play they want to see seagull play they want to see these people who they know play i think you can attribute that to like uh to regular sports too like people want to see like kobe play obviously like, people want to see, like, and, like, when, when like, Michael Jordan was super big, they want to see him play because he was the best. Everyone wants to see the best. Everyone wants to see the most entertaining. People want those big names. And the same thing could be done with streaming. But I think League is just a better game to stream than Overwatch. And so that's why you have the bigger concurrent viewers overall. Um, and I also just think if you look at the amount of viewers uh, last year compared to this year, it's completely different because, like, Overwatch League didn't exist last year. So, like, no one was watching it. No one had it on their radar. League has been on everyone's radar for, like, the past how many years now? Like Five fucking years. Yeah, it's like, been five years yeah. of just, like, constant, like, good product. Well, I don't want to say constant good production. But, like, it's it, like <laughs> it, it's always been at the cutting edge of esports. Yeah. Like, for those five years, it's been the cutting edge. And Overwatch League, yeah, it's doing really sick right now. And they're doing really awesome stuff here. But it's only staged three right stage three yeah going to stage four now it, it's only stage three going into stage four we haven't had a full like season yet like yeah i th i think getting about an average of 100k viewers for your first season i think Pretty that's good. really good i think they're yeah. doing an amazing job and like i think if they can keep hitting it really well maybe if they fix their schedule a little bit make it a little bit easier and more hype like maybe i could see it and i'll be curious they, i mean they, they have already taken some 
um, co- uh, con, um, viewers of input in. Like, they changed it to playoff format. So last time, after the Saturday games ended, they did the entire playoffs right afterwards. So some teams played four games that day. And now they pushed it. So that was actually five days of Overwatch this week. They pushed it down to Sunday for the playoffs. And people seem to like that a lot more, though, rather than it being from one in the afternoon to about one in the morning is what it went with the last couple of stages. But now it's just like three hours on uh, the following. So I get that. And I guess um, without dragging this on too long, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that the Overwatch League isn't bad. I know you're not moving on. But I just, um, I don't know, that concurrent viewership is, I get what you guys are saying, that League has been around for a long time. But I just see, even in the Overwatch Reddit, is that a lot of people believe the game is dying as the Overwatch League is starting. Everybody, I, but like, everybody believes this game is dying. Le- the League subreddit has been saying League's been dying for the past, like, three fucking seasons. Like, de- like dead game is a, fuck- is a huge meme. Huge meme, you know what I mean? Like, I, and I get that. I think, I think a lot of that, people come from that because it is on console as well, and I think that's a lot of the console players doing that. Because traditionally, console games don't stay along, even as long as Overwatch has been going. Most games outside of the big MMOs aren't really that long and kind of continual. Um, so I think Overwatch people are just kind of waiting for Overwatch 2. And I think it's going to be a league format. I think it should. So Dylan, you, you touch up. Yeah, so, I so yeah, I, I did want to drag this on a little bit because I had another thing when you said that. I would be very interested to see how the finals, like the grand finals of the season look when, you know, maybe they don't have like um, a long, like it's not just constant games up into it. Like if they give it maybe like a week off or like like even five days, they give it five days to build up the hype around the grand finals. I want to see those views. I want to see how many numbers they get during that stream because like, I really think that if you give it some time, give people a little bit of break, make people beg for it. Like, like make people make, want those make games. Make them want it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make them want those finals. Like, can you imagine, like, if you just spaced out and you hyped up Boston versus New York, these teams are actually insane. These teams are actually really amazing, and this should be, like, blowing people's minds because it's, like, the highest level Overwatch you could possibly, like, see because these two teams are, like, they just dominated. They just dominated and destroyed, like, the entire, like, season. Can you imagine if they gave it, like, a week? They gave it a week, and they just kept hyping it up. They kept hyping the games up, and then they're like, all right, here's your match on, like, a good primetime Twitch, like, hour. Like, yeah, you know those views would have been, like, triple. It would have been at least triple. Like, at least, at least 300. Yeah, and I, and I don't disagree. I mean, obviously at this point, yeah, it is only season one is that there can't be changes to that, so they couldn't do the change end for the next stage whether they wanted to or not. But yeah, it will be curious to see what big changes they make following the end of the season and when they announce it going into the next. We're all looking at the same exact... Uh... The same link that you just got put in the chat? Yeah. <laughs> so anything else? I know we're kind of getting close to that hour mark already. Um, is there anything else you guys kind of want to touch on? Otherwise, I'll kind of wrap up the Overwatch stage, and I'll give James a good chunk of time for MSI and League of Legends. I'll, uh, I can, I can, I can sum that up. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing to like. I, I, Dylan shook his head, so I'm just gonna jump right into MSI. Go for it. <laughs> um, I'll finish yeah, up Overwatch. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, um, the, with MSI, the the plans just happened. Um, there wasn't any real major surprises or upsets. Um, it, it, everything kind of went according to plan. Um, the supermassive esports um, took their group, and Gambit esports took their took their group. These teams are too historical. Like like they always show up, they always perform. Um, Gambit last year kind of shit the bed, and they even like know that they had a wicked interview with their jungler Diamond Prox about basically how they didn't do enough prep and stuff like that. This year they came in prepared, and it showed. They they walked on teams like it was ridiculous. Um, so everything in groups, um, unfortunately, the OPL, the Direwolves, um, went two and four, which is a damn shame because I loved watching the Aussies play. Um, and just a, really quick to touch on the Aussies as well, um, they recently partnered with um, the Australian Football League, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I, I'm hoping it just means more funding, more stability for the region and stuff like that. Um, but it's just definitely a step in the right direction. Um, I, I'm really happy about that. Um, so with that, the two teams that, of course, they are now roped in with everybody else in the play-in knockouts. Um, they're 
Supermassive's going against Evos. Gambit's going against the Flash Wolves. Um, and it's going to be kind of a bloodbath from there. Um, basically, these guys, these these four teams are now fighting for two spots. Um, to go against all the, uh, you know, all the uh, all the big guys from the the other regions. Um, of course, we have Royal. Royal never gives up. Uh, Team Liquid, Fnatic, and Kingzone Dragon X. Um, I my prediction for MSI is it's going to go pretty pretty according to plan. Um, Royal never give up. May give Kingzone a bit of a run for their money. Fnatic historically has been able to give other teams a run for their money, um, but. I think King Zone's just gonna wipe the floor with everybody. Those like that—that's like Korea finally decided to do a super team right, and now they're an absolute powerhouse. So um, I, that's kind of my prediction for it overall. It, it is nice to see like some of the lesser regions and stuff like that do well. I do. I myself as 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 a um, as a league historian, I would really like to see Gambit do well because they are a team that's kind of been around forever. Um, they've been Moscow Five slash Gambit. Um, but yeah, no, so like, not, like, I, I wish I had something cool to say about MSI, um, as far as like, like, uh, as far as like storytelling or like, um, something that like the, the, there was an upset or something like that, but everything went very regimental every, like there, there, it was pretty one thing after another, nothing really, no upsets, nothing like that. It's kind of, it kind of sucks. <laughs> kind of, it kind of makes for a boring event, but I mean, like planes are always fun to watch because, um. It's a lot of the uh, the league historian. I'll take it. Yeah, fuck you, Thorin. <laughs> it's my title now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Um, the the planes are always fun to watch because it's a bunch of lesser regions, lesser known regions that basically just go in there and have a bloodbath. Um, you see a lot of bullshit. Um, I think it was super massive that ran like a triple AD comp because they knew they they knew they locked in their spot and stuff like that, and they just want to have fun. I think they played Ezreal top, Kaisa mid with Smite, and then Lucian bottom. Like it was a shit show. Um, but like, it was pretty, uh, <laughs> thanks man. Pin that, pin that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so that's pretty much it for MSI. We're moving into, we're moving into the not knockout stage, I believe coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing knock- yeah. Yeah. On the eighth. So that'll be fun. Evos of course is the Vietnam team, um, uh, which will be interesting to see. They don't. This is the shitty part. Is they don't have a lot of the big names that made Vietnam big. Um, Levi is no longer on that team. The only remaining member from that team that is kind of like a, kind of like a staple from the Vietnam region is Stark. Um, everybody else, like I'm sure they're performing well. Um, I haven't paid much attention to the Vietnam region mainly because it's really hard to watch and really hard to keep track of. Um, not so much anymore because they just became their own region, which is kind of dope. As we touched, I think I touched on a couple episodes ago. But um, yeah, it'll be kind of cool to see. Um, their mid's name is Warzone, which is pretty dope. Uh, and they're they're going against uh, the Turkish Supermassive, which have a lot of personalities and a lot of like veterans too, like Snowflower and GBM. These guys have been around for fucking ever, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So yeah, that's kind of my 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 nice little rant about um, MSI and all its all its glory and watching my poor direwolves get taken out. But yeah, and then I will just jump back to Overwatch or just real quick wrap up. Um, so this last weekend we finished up the stage three for the Overwatch League and then um, moved on to the playoffs. So the, the top four teams that made playoffs were the LA Gladiators, Los Angeles um, Valiant, which is my team, um, which didn't end up doing very well as always, it feels like. On um, the New York XL and then the undefeated Boston Uprising, who completed the basic and the unheard of 10 0 uh, stage. So going on to that, Gladiators played against Boston Uprising. And on stage and on social media, Boston Uprising said that since we didn't get a warm-up game this time, we wanted to pick an easy game. So they picked the LA Gladiators. <laughs> Holy shit, the flame, I love it. So everyone, that was kind of the big point, and everyone's like, oh, and it, they weren't wrong. But then the very first time, Gladiators started an attack and almost – took the first point on the first map without even trying, but then it got stumped on the, on the third point on a, uh, and then after that, they didn't get anything and they got three out. <laughs> and it truly did look like an easy game for Boston. So they were not wrong in that smack talk. So then we moved on to the New York XL against Valiant. And once to go, but again, Valiant had a very good looking first couple of points on Junkertown. Then they got stumped towards the end. And then after that, they didn't get, Jack 
shit. And again, <laughs> got 3 0 Oh, my so God. So both LA teams made it and got 3 0 You got 3 0 yeah. And to not much surprise, the New York XLs, the Stage 2 champions, and the undefeated Boston Uprising were in the championship. And this was actually a really good series. I mean, it was pretty close. I mean, the scoreboard doesn't go to show that. But the New York XL does go on to beat the Boston Uprising and stopping them from having that perfect stage and becoming back-to-back stage champs, which to no surprise is a first of an Overwatch League considering it's the first ever season. But it was a stage of a lot of records behind, behind uh, Shanghai's worst record ever. Oh, yeah. They get to the XL. Record, okay. First back-to-back. Um, so there's a lot of records here. It was a very good stage, and the next stage starts up. I think we have a week off, then the next stage starts up, and there'll be the final one going into, so there will be no stage four finals, um, I'm pretty sure, and that goes just straight into the finals of the, the, the Overwatch League, yeah. The grand finals, yeah. yeah. I got I to I tune into the Overwatch League. I, I keep forgetting that Gamsu plays for Boston Uprising, who is yeah. like the former like top lane fanatic or top laner for fanatic yeah so i still follow him on social media and i saw that he got picked up by them i was like oh that's kind of dope like he, and he played quite a bit he did pretty well yeah i think he's i think he's boston's captain as well i think yeah but, yeah so i mean no 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 i kind of want to may may transition me over because I do, I do want to check that shit out yeah like so me. of course watch overwatch league i love it i wanted you guys to love it so go check that out i'll always be talking about it as always but yeah it was a good stage Excited to kind of see the season come to an end, though, and kind of see the changes for next year. Obviously, looking too far ahead isn't always good, but I think year two of Overwatch League will be a very different kind of monster, and I'm excited for that. But, yeah, outside of that, is there any touch-up points you guys want to hit on before we wrap up for today's episode? Yeah, Go so a uh, big Hearthstone tournament coming up soon um, later this month. Be sure to watch out for that. Um, not re- referencing the Collegiate um, Hearthstone tournament. I believe it's this weekend. I think um, it's uh, the Hearthstone Cup tournament, so be sure to watch that because it's going to be it's going to be pretty hype. Um, the only thing that's not hype about it is that Blizzard just announced that there's going to be a patch afterwards, a big, huge balance patch because people are really upset at the game because uh, it's like kind of not super fun to play, but it is super fun to watch. So don't be sure or be sure to watch that. So that's coming up soon. I believe that's next week. I think it starts this weekend. Um, but yeah, so HCT coming up. James? Um, yeah, the the final thing that I wanted to touch on, and I wish I I mentioned this earlier because this is something that's fairly near and dear to my heart, um, is uh, the the Mythic Dungeon Invitational happened with uh, with Warcraft, which is really hype. It's a new thing they've implemented, basically where they um, they up the difficulty super fucking high. They gauge teams on time and stuff like that, and how quick they can. Uh, compete in like beat the dungeon and stuff like that it's a really cool uh, format it drew like it was drawing like 30k viewers at all times which is which is really good which is really really good um method did end up securing it which isn't really a big surprise method's been like a staple in the warcraft like universe for like since the dawn of fucking time they've been around forever um but you know it is something that i do recommend people checking out um watching Watching competitive Warcraft that's not PvP is really enjoyable. A lot of people are turned off of Warcraft PvP because it's a lot like it's very meticulous. It's based very very much on timers and stuff like that. But uh, the MDI format is really cool because you get to see you get to see teams try out different comps and stuff like that in different like classes and um, and like specs and stuff like that to basically try and maximize what they're doing. I'm seeing like double windwalk comps and stuff like that, which is kind of weird because like you don't you don't like I mean. You don't expect that, so it was it was kind of dope to see stuff like that. So I do for anybody who was interested, I do recommend checking it out. I think it's reviving Warcraft esports, um, you know, away from anything that's like you know the Warcraft three and stuff like that. So it, that's uh, that's my strong recommendation for everybody. Awesome. And then my pitch for what to watch this upcoming week is going to be our Thursday content, of course. That's self promotion. <laughs> I'm actually really excited for this Thursday's content because we actually have had an opportunity to. We reached out to do a review of an esports movie, and really, it's the first esports movie I've kind of watched. Not trying to say too much about it. I don't know if you're reacting to something I just said, or you're just hyped about the video. Oh, d- d- it's d- going to be a good video. I promise it's going to be yeah. really good. I'm not going to say too much. It is focused on StarCraft. That is all I'm going to tell you. It is coming out Thursday. We all have very similar views about that. We're not going to try to say too much. 
But tune in on Thursday. It will not be a live one. It will be a pre-recorded one, but we'll all be here. We're all really excited to talk about it. We're all really excited for you to watch it. So make sure to tune in on Thursday to watch that. But that is all I have to say, so I don't step on anyone else's closing statements. Thank you so much for watching the Project Esports podcast for May 7th, 2018. Uh, don't forget to check us a subscriber follow. Um, anything's appreciated. Um, I would like to try and work on like Twitch alerts and stuff like that. I know it kind of it takes away from the um, the listening for anybody who is listening to the uh, the podcast. Um, but I do think for the for anybody who is interested in being in the Twitch audience, um, I do I do any support you guys give us, I do want to give you credit for it. So, well, I think that's something we'll kind of play with the idea of. Yeah, and we could definitely do it in a way that's like interactive to chat and also like is fine for people listening. Um, so you could do it, so you could see it and stuff, but like it won't go into the normal podcast, which you can check out the normal podcast when it's posted live every Tuesday morning now. Um, and then we actually do everything live Mondays at 9.30 uh, EST on Twitch. And then also we have that, that sweet, sweet Thursday content that you can catch at the same time and then also goes on all po- podcast networks and YouTube the following day on Friday. All right, guys. And uh, with that, I'm James. I'm Dylan. And I'm Andrew. Thanks for listening to the Project Esports podcast.